Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Amazing City. There's a great shot of Jack's chest right there. Uh, that's a good start. We get it. You go to the gym, you have tattoos. Good for you, guy. Um, Jack is still drunk from UConn winning the national championship, so congrats to them. Um, and when I say not drunk, I mean he's definitely not from alcoholic beverages because he's, you know, he's drunk on apple juice and drunk fruit on life, punch man. and drunk on life yes of course um the mets have played like they're drunk in milwaukee i'm i know i know american family feel whatever the hell they're calling that trash stadium now um is within walking distance from miller breweries and all that so maybe they spent a little too much time there a little too got too a little lost in the sauce and i believe in the trash believe in their last 21 games the mets are three and 18 in milwaukee I believe that. And I'm not even kidding. Like I'm It's 95%. the new house of horrors. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it's such a god awful ballpark. I've been, like I'm not trashing it because the Mets just suck there. I'm it, trashing it, to because be fair. It, it's a it's a garbage stadium. There, there's a couple years if you're dating back, you know, six, seven games a year, and we're now going we're looking like the last three, four years. Twenty twenty one Mets, the twenty twenty Mets. Or well they wouldn't have played in Milwaukee for yeah, the nineteen yeah. team. They played, if I remember correctly, they they played the Brewers when, you know, those teams, that was the kind of a tale of two parts of the year. Right. The 2019 team and the 2021 team. And I believe both teams got the Brewers while they were in a downswing. Wow, Conforto just shit on a ball today. That My game ended friend. so long ago. I know. I'm. Well, did you out. see the three three of the guys who went in the yard today for the Giants? Um, JD, and Conforto. I'm going to say I'm going to guess based on. The, the comment that was Conforto, JD, and, and Wilmer. So good for them. Well, 13 Giants went yard against the White Sox this series. Christ almighty. Um, yeah, they're bad. Um, but yeah, let's, see, let's, let's, let's go with the Mets here. Let's go with the Mets here. Um, I guess you want to find a bright spot is that they actually scored some runs and looked like their actual lineup yesterday. But granted, that was only the first four hitters because I think five through nine, they went like 0 for 20 or some, something like that. Right, and you're looking at a kind of a lot of the same problems you had last year, mm-hmm. where you know when the offense was rolling on all cylinders, you were getting legitimate contributions from Nito behind the plate. Mm-hmm. That like random stretch in late August, early September, where James McCann was actually playing well. You know, Eduardo Escobar, Mark Canna. You know, you were getting contributions from spots you weren't really most of the year. Right, and it's another problem the Mets are going to face. And to his credit, Omar Narvaez. Has looked good. Granted, he's now out nine weeks, right? And, and, and we'll it's not like that. they're right, and it's not like they're bringing James McCann back. Right. We'll get into that, but right, right, you know, right. you kind of like in Miami, you're getting contributions from Narvaez and Canna. So you're like, all right, this is like a at worst six deep lineup, but that's every team in baseball. Sure, you know, the Dodgers last year went seven deep on most days, and they won like 137 games, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Then, then I'm not even that far off. I'm within thirty. No. <laughs> I'm within thirty of how many they won. Yeah, but I'm within twenty, I think. Did they won like 112. I don't remember. Something kind of right. Your math does not check out there. 137 is 25 numbers away from 112. Not listen, 20. guy. Listen, guy. Aren't you like 40 something? But you know, so I I think it's a tale of two lineups. You know that you see with in Milwaukee and in Miami. In Miami, they they have it going. You know, you put up six, seven runs. You're putting up good numbers on Alcantara, and you're getting contributions from your not your eight, six, seven, eight, nine. You're getting mm-hmm. you're getting stuff out of Hanna. You're getting stuff out of Narvaez. You know, Guillaume when he's in there is getting on base. Yeah, I mean, shit. Tommy Pham has a huge game. Tim yep. Castro is a pitch magnet. You know, so you're getting guys on base. I think this is something that we talked about even last year is that with the Mets, just their style of play, it's prone for stretches like this because they're not, they're not long ball dependent. You're not going to just like run into a home run. So you're going to score the two, three runs. Occasionally they're going to go in stretches like they did in Milwaukee and at the end of the Miami series where they go 20 some odd innings without a run. It's not ideal. It's not what you want to see. It's not winning baseball, but occasionally stuff like that's going to happen. But then flip the switch and then they're scoring at will and and getting 13, 14, 15 hits a game. It's just that's that stuff that happens. Well, it is it is way too early for the sky is falling panic. 
mentality that's happening on Twitter, guys. It's way too early for that. And I think it's hard to discuss this without bringing up Francisco Alvarez. Yes, because I was I waiting think, for a more smooth transition, but yes. And I, I and I think this is probably the smoothest place to work him in. Probably being that putting him in, you know, even if you hit him seven or eight, that's a damn good seven or eight hitter. It's a really good seven or eight hitter, and that's just adding more power that the lineup has otherwise not had. Because he brings that guy that, like I was saying before, where before it passed Pete, you didn't have that guy who was just like, well, maybe he'll just run into one and we can score a couple runs here. Alvarez pr- provides that kind of threat, even if he's hitting like the was in, he was in spring training when he, let's face it, did not look good. And he he's can, looked good so far in Syracuse. Well, of course. Yeah. He's his, like his last, in his last hit before getting called up was a was tank. A dead center off the batter's eye. Right. So that's, I mean, and that, you, that's you, another good time. Like, you want to call someone when he's locked in. If you're hitting some dead center off the batter's eye, you're locked, you're locked in. in. You're locked in. And I think he he's going to bring a power component. Yeah. You know, and it's tough to find power behind the dish. Yeah, there's not I much. Mean, you can count on one hand how many guys are a threat to put up twenty or more homers. Salvi, JT, Will Smith. Am I missing any? Mitch Garber isn't is is, he doesn't catch enough for me to count count him in there, right? And I oh well, Contreras, right? So that's four four guys. No, on a good year, like a William Contreras, and a good year, Darno. Darno won't play enough, but but they're not playing enough. You know, and the Mets have reiterated over and over: if Alvarez is up, he's going to catch. If he's up, he's going to catch. Fucking love about that. I love it. I know there, there's reason to believe that right now he is a starting catcher sure. and he's, he's just bringing a power component to the lineup that they otherwise do not have. I mean, you're sure. not going to look up in September and he's going to be pushing 50 homers, but you could look up in September and he's got 23, 24. Absolutely. But that otherwise has been a component to this lineup. They have not had, they have not had power depth in a long time. Right. And I think if you're looking at this group of guys who could come up and contribute sometime soon mm. of, Alvarez, who's now up, Beatty, who got good news and was back in the lineup today, I believe. He's expected to be back in the lineup tomorrow. And Vientos, these guys all add a component. Vientos is in the piss out of the baseball in AAA so far. Well, this is is their game. That's a component. Three games in, but. Right, but that's a component that the Mets just don't have right now. Yeah. I mean, Billy Epler talks about the big, hairy guys. That's Vientos and Alvarez. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are guys who... And you can say to yourself, "He'd run into one here." Yeah, <clears throat> we've seen Vientos do it in spring. And he did it in Oakland. He did it in AAA. Oh yeah. If you give him a bad pitch, he might hit it 440, 450 feet. Oh yeah. And it's not like Mauricio, where like he's hitting. You know, no disrespect to Ronnie, but he's hitting tanks off twenty-six-year-olds who haven't seen Double A. You know, like Vientos is legitimate. He can run into one power if that's what we want to categorize it. Yeah. And Alvarez has the same. Brett Beatty is so like, the best I, hitter of the bunch, but Alvarez has has Beatty we talked about this from you know head to toe. Alvarez is higher ceiling, but I think Beatty is a safer guy. We've talked this before. Alvarez is a guy where he you might throw him like, wow, that's exactly where I wanted to place that curveball. It was at his ankles, but you know what? He's so damn strong, he golfed it out 390 left center. Alvarez is that guy. Yeah. And no, you don't, yeah. you're, you're never happy about someone getting hurt, especially someone who was off to a good start, look up behind the plate. You know, all the guys love him on the team. But in the other aspect, if anything, is- Omar Narvaez being out for two months provides this kind of spark that this, that this team needs early in the season. Alvarez could be that kind of guy. Right. And I do want, I, I do worry a little bit that Narvaez kind of falls under into the redundance of, you know, Canna, Yorme, you know, guys who are going to put the ball in play and have a good eye, but aren't exactly power threats. You know, Narvaez's best power output was a 20-something, like a, I, think, I believe 22 homers in the juice ball year. Right. There's a reasonable expectation for him coming off last year is like 12 to 16 homers, which is good. 
But that's under the same – that's probably as many homers as you're expecting out of McNeil, out of Marte, out of Canna. You know, where I I remember in a chat I was in with some other prospect guys in early 2019, we said that if Alonzo could tie Strawberry's home run record mm-hmm. for a rookie, that would be a good rookie year. If he So if he basically hit 25 homers. Right. And he, he did ended up hitting like 53. June 3rd. He ended up hitting 53. Yeah. So if Francisco Alvarez is locked in, I could see a 30 homer year. Because the other side to this is if he gets locked in, he gets the playing time. Mm-hmm. This is a situation where he can grab it, grab this role and not let go. Because even if he, because they, they said they don't want to carry three catchers, but if Alvarez hits well enough, He's going to force their hand, and they're going to carry three catchers. And there will be a point. And he may just be the DH then. And there will be a point in which, if Alvarez is playing well, you can't demote him. You can't. Because at that point, it doesn't make sense what you're doing. You know, you have two catchers who are pending free agents, if I remember correctly. And if Nito's not, he's a free agent the following year. Right. You know, so it would be impossible to... To justify it. It would I behoove mean, the Mets for Alfred to do well. While he's the Mets got killed for demoting Beatty out of camp. Rightfully so. And then Beatty goes and has a storybook day for Syracuse, almost injures himself, and Escobar looks like hot shit. <laughs> Not the good kind of hot shit. Does a good kind of hot shit? Well, you know, like, you know, the guy's cocky. He's doing well. Oh, he's hot shit, man. No, he looks like hot, steaming piles of crap. Okay. I, 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 I genuinely, I, you could put Travis Blankenhorn, Jack Reinheimer, who was a schmuck last year who came up before Beatty. Um, Devin Marrero? Yeah, Devin Marrero could probably <laughs> be the same slash line Escobar has right now. <laughs> but so the, I think if you're the Mets, you're the worst fear. You're asking, or you're asking yourself, all right, we demote, Bre- we, if we demote Brett. What's the worst possible outcome? He goes to AAA, he rakes, he gets hurt. We can't call him up. Escobar is terrible. Escobar has been terrible. He's been raking, and Beatty almost got hurt. You're batting a thousand there, Jack. <laughs> right? No, but I, I, I'm like, if you're the Mets, if you're a team, like that's the worst outcome. Is he looks great in AAA, then he gets hurt, so yep. we can't even do anything about that. And yep. the guy we picked over him with no options has been bad. I don't want Escobar to be bad because you know I love Escobar. That's our guy. No one has a bigger that's soft our guy. spot for Paul than us. Yeah, that's that's our boy. He will always be. He will always have a special place in our hearts. However, and we're only seven games in. We're only seven games in. But if this continues for the first fifteen, then twenty games, it's going to be hard to justify not saying where the hell is Brett Beatty. And he's not going to have the leash that he had last year. I think it's already shown. Jeremy already has like three starts this year. Granted, those one day were Escobar's the DH, but I think that's already shown. We have we haven't even gotten to Mark Vientos. Right. Who has also looked great. But we also know what Vientos provides defensively, and that's I right. mean, as right. much but, as but, we but, are defensively. But but then there's a point of asking yourself, all right, offense versus defense. Is the off is the offensive upgrade and enough? This team will always go there? defense over offense. I think we've they've they've proven that. It's fair. That that's fair. But if you're Billy Epler and it's June fifteenth, mm-hmm. or it's July fifteenth. Sure. What's the biggest knock on Epler's tenure as a Met? The trade deadline. It's the trade deadline. You know, because we still don't really know who to blame with all the Correa stuff. It's, I mean, okay. probably his ankle, but we're not having these conversations if they had just signed Correa. Of course, but, of course not. Of course not. Of course but, not. But I mean, we got some great New England hand talking going on here. I'm Italian. It's me. No, me. Me too. Yeah. I called my girlfriend a shadrul today for the first time, and she made me Urban Dictionary for her. But I probably have to go through the same thing. It's just the biggest knock on them was the deadline. Yeah. So if you're Epler and you're in a spot, you know, Beatty's still not up. God forbid it's July and Brett Beatty's still not up. 
And I think just keeping him down there, you're also running the risk of what if he gets hurt? What if he gets hurt in a game for Syracuse? Mm-hmm. What if he takes a pitch to that bad thumb and everything gets worse? That was such a concern for me when I saw that it was the same thumb he got the surgery on. That was scary. Right, and we he hasn't even been, and like he hasn't been back in a game yet. We know he's scheduled to be in one tomorrow. Right. But he hasn't actually been in one yet. But being scheduled know, and being in there completely different things. For all we know, he gets in a, he gets in the lineup tomorrow, takes one swing. And he's down another week. Yeah. You, know, you just don't know. So it's it's concerning. You know, there is a severe lack of offense right now. You hope Alvarez can remedy some of that. Mm-hmm. Being a legit power threat. Mm-hmm. And a guy that can also hit 280 and get on at 350 while hitting it with a lot of power. Yeah. Now, but, the, the go good ahead. news is that Nimmo has looked fine. If you want to call it a little bit of a slow start, whatever. He's still getting on base at a very high clip. Marte has been incredible. And, and he's still like less than a month removed from being cleared to return after his double grind surgery. Right. And you can Lindor and Pete of... looked phenomenal against one of the best pitchers in baseball. These are good signs. Everyone else, not so much. Right. I mean, Cano was dormant after his big series in Miami. Yep. You know, Narvaez is down. Escobar has not been good. Lindor is, or not Lindor, Yorme is still the same player we thought. We knew he was. Mm-hmm. And, and even then, the Yorme offense is great to an extent. Not even great. It's okay to an extent. He, I mean, one of the biggest running jokes I have in my, my group of what we call ourselves the, like smart Mets fans is, you know, you can give Yorme a middle-middle 92-mile-per-hour fastball and it's one-hopping the fence. I think you're being generous about the one-hop. Right. And, you know, and his defense is great. It's high contact, great barrel control, good eye at the plate. Mm-hmm. But he's going to hit his slash line is going to be 280, 360, 365, which is fine to an extent. But if you're, a I team, mean, shit, that's a seven, what, 730 OPS? 725, 730. That's if more you're, than fine. But if you're a team strapped for power, yeah. you're not getting it from him. I mean, you're, you're at a point where you're just praying to God, Tommy Pham's optometrist. <laughs> <laughs> is the Michael Jordan of optometrists. Right. Which, granted, would make him the second greatest optometrist of all time. Not doing but, this with you. Not doing this. He's not Jordan Hawkins. What can I say? But, you know, it's just you're strapped for power. You don't really know where it's coming from. And it's the same case as last year. You're hoping Kenna and Marte can run into more than they, than they should. So you're hoping Alvarez can be, you know, if you're looking at this lineup, you have three guys that you think can hit 20 homers. Yeah. Nimmo, Alonzo, Lindor. Alvarez, they legitimately. I, I, I throw Marte in there. I throw because I think if Marte didn't get hurt last year, he was he was hitting 20. That's fair. So you have three with an argument for a fourth. But there's no argument that Francisco Alvarez cannot hit 20 homers. I mean, I think if you give him a full, like, listen, reins off, like, go ahead. This The spot is yours. You are guaranteed 500 at-bats. He could hit 210 and still at 25 homers. Right, and at that point, you're that's a, that, that's the type of mold the Mets don't have. You know, you're going to look at, like, look, look at the Adam Duvall years in Atlanta. Granted, he's the second coming of Babe Ruth right now. He sure is. But look at his years in Atlanta and in Cincinnati. He was hitting like 220, pushing the interstate, sitting 35, 40 tanks. I mean, we'll, we'll stick with a, 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 a former Met. Todd Frazier was hitting 220, but hit 30 home runs every year. And Even in Cincinnati in, in that band box. And there's value in that. Sure. but And that's the type of mold the Mets don't have right now because that's the guy you're talking about. Of Yeah, he can still run into one. But the Mets don't have that type of power right now. And Alvarez brings that power. Yeah. I mean, shit, like, in last year, and it's like his six games, he got like four hits, 
but one of them happened to be like a 460 foot homer into the second deck. That was a nuke job. Like, so I, I was there for that uh, for the homer. It was freezing. It was cold. It was rainy. It was not the day to hit a home run. And that was gone off the bat. That was Pete Alonso territory. Do you know how hard you need to hit a ball to hit off the facing the second deck in deep left center? He hit the piss out of that baseball. And then his second hit was also a, a rope. If he just got a little higher, it would have been a homer, but he just hit it so damn hard it didn't get a chance to go out. Right. He's another one of those guys where he's he's an exit velocity darling. And that's another thing that the Mets, quite frankly, don't have outside of Pete Alonzo. They're hitting the ball hard 27% of the time right now. I got to be honest, I don't know if that's good or not. 27.4%, I believe. I don't know if that's I don't know what that... I... It's bad. It's bad. And granted, cool. <laughs> you know, that was something people were always knocking the Mets on last year. Was they're not hitting the ball hard. Right. But they Strider. were able to but they were able to win with that. No, Strider, I mean, I remember Mike Petrello had a great article of the Mets can keep this up. They can. But it is very hard to do. They kept it up for an entire year. <laughs> right. And it really only came back to bite them in the ass the final nine games they played. Yeah, it sure did. You know, so the, they kept it up for, you know, they played 165, they kept it up for 154. It's all impressive. It's impressive. And he argued it could be done. But it's making life a lot harder on yourself. So, you know, you just hope that Alvarez can come up and start providing some power. Mm -hmm. You know, you hope Bam is legitimately finding a way to turn it around, too. He's another guy where, I mean, again... With his new contacts, you finally see the baseball. And that's he's another guy when he's when he's right. He's another guy that hits his piss out of the ball. He hits the ball hard, man. And a legitimate fourth outfielder is not something the Mets have had in a while. No, because for his despite a, like a good month last year, Jankowski was brutal, or not? Naquin was awful down the stretch. He was. He, oh he, 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 he started off so good. He didn't even get a major league deal. Where did he sign? Milwaukee in the minors and then got cut. I mean, Jankowski was awful. Albert Almora was bad. Kevin Pilar never got hit in the face. No one would have liked him. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Kevin Pilar was a Met. He was there. But they haven't had a good, legitimate, serviceable fourth outfielder in quite some time. Now, granted, if some dramatics in St. Louis continue to, to trend the way they're trending, that could be a it is something. Bet. It is something to monitor. Look, I hate to say Do you think Vientos enjoys barbecue food? You can get him for so much less. For Tyler O'Neill? If the Cardinals are at the point of... He was an MVP candidate two years ago. But here's what I'm saying. He's but, but as of right now, he's probably their fourth best outfielder. If yeah, listen, yeah, Jordan New Walker. Bar, Walker, and I'm blanking on the third name. Who starts Carlson. in center? Carlson. Dylan Carlson's great. New Bar is great, and now some sort of baseball hero. And they can never get rid of New Bar because people think he is a legitimate like tool. To recruit Otani to St. Louis, right? he might be. We don't know. We don't. Granted, granted, the, the White Sox signed anyone that's ever crossed paths with Manny Machado. They signed they, his brother-in-law. His and he past, still said best nah. friends. <laughs> but look, and, and we've seen stuff like that before, you know. But at the same time, right. At the same time, you just kind of got to ask yourself. If you're the Cardinals. You know, like, did you see his comments today? I did. He, he basically said, Ollie Marmol should not have gone public with this. Talk to me, not the media. And you know what? That's a damn good that's, point. That's fair. That's very fair. Initially seeing it, when you see the angle of him rounding third, he is kind of half-assing it. He was dogging it. Come on. He was dogging it. He was giving it a good old Yachty Molina. 
but then you but you he is right yeah that if you're the manager of this playoff aspirations team you should not be airing out grievances with your fourth outfielder now through the media now i will say i'll 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 play devil's advocate a little bit here first if ali marmol if i i'll pretend i'm tyler o'neill if I'm Tyler O'Neill, I dogged it coming around third. I got thrown out when I should have beat the throw by a day and a half, especially with how fast he really is. If he approached me and said, listen, you know, the whole hustle thing, yada, 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 cardinal way, blah, 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 you know, yeah. Oh. If he gave me the hot song and dance and then went to the media, I'd be more okay with it. But based on his comments today or yesterday, whenever they were, I don't think that's how that played out. No? Yes? You look... You, <laughs> well, sorry, I was reading something else. It was Puma saying the Mets aren't starting Alvarez for the home opener. You see, that's a bad call. That's a bad job. Just just to get some juices pumping in the That's crowd, a bad job. You have to. You have to. Can you give me notes of what you said? What I'm saying was, if I'm Tyler O'Neill or whoever the player is, Right, and you go to Ali Marmol and you're like... No, if Ali Marmol came to me first and said that we expect more from you, we have a higher standard, we're their Cardinals, we have the Cardinal way, da 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 all tradition, song and dance. If he gave, came to me first and then said it to the media... Do we know if he went to O'Neill no. first? No, we do not. We didn't or we don't know? We do not know. But that, And that's what I'm saying. Based on right. O'Neill's comments... It sounds like he didn't. It doesn't seem that... Exactly. Exactly. No, I mean, look, this is probably a, basically a rookie mistake from a second-year manager who's seven games in and may or may not have managed his team out of a playoff victory in game three of the wildcard series. Right. And you now have a guy who's a year and a half. You also have your closer away. saying, I can't feel the baseball. My arm is dead. My hand is dead. I have no feeling in my arm. He said, hey, throw two more innings. That's 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 a bad job. Yeah, no, I mean, this is – it's not good. And, you know, you question how long – how much longer until O'Neill's like, you know, guys, get me out of here. I'm done. I'm, this is bullshit. And you question how much longer Marmol is like, and how much longer Marmol can go until he's like, you know, what? get him off my team. I'm I'm done with him. Unless mm-hmm. I'm the Mets, I jump all over that. But that, but oh, he fits the role be, they're looking for. They'd be stupid to not give a shot. But if it's at the point where you're the Cardinals and you're like, we're getting him out of town, like we gotta move on. This is too damaged, too toxic. I'm the Mets. I'm all over that. Right. And for what it's worth, stand by. Excuse me, computer. Um, one, two, three, four, five. For what it's worth, Tyler O'Neill, expiring contract. He's going to be a cheap, good get for someone. And if you're the Mets, I'm Man. looking at that. If I'm, I... if I'm the Mets, I'm looking at that as this is a four, five-month negotiation window to be Mark Cannon's replacement in Latvia. I really hope Vientos enjoys barbecue food. They can get him for so much less. I really hope he enjoys that. They can get him for so much less. They can give up an interesting pitcher, I think. An interesting teenage Dominican Academy pitcher. And probably get Tyler O'Neill. The way you said that makes it seem like you have someone in mind. No, oh, just okay. the type. You know, the, the term lottery ticket that gets attached to the type of prospects. Mm-hmm. You know, like when the Mets traded for Keon Broxton, it was Adam Hill and Felix Valerio. Right. Valerio, but Felix was like 17. Keon Broxton can't hold a candle to Tyler O'Neill. No, right. But like even, like, even when the Mets traded for Wilmer Font, you know, the type of guy they gave up for Wilmer, mm. you know, a teenager from the Dominican League. That you know, this is the type of guy where you basically give the other GM a list, and you're like, pick your favorite. I'm cool with any of them. I mean, it's like the type of guy. It's like what the Mets got as a player to be named later for the James McCann deal, twenty year old from the Dominican League. You know, they're lottery tickets. Not probably I, not I, gonna. I happen. get it. I get it. But, but like all Jordan these players, you're, you're naming you're naming people who I can legitimately say their names are pepperoni jabroni, and it might be the same thing. Like James McCann. Is we know what James McCann is. We're paying him fifteen million to not play for the Mets this year. 
Keon Broxton. You're, you're paying for him. That's your money. I, I, I wish. I wish. Keon Broxton was traded for but, three players. It was DFA at the same year. But you get my point. Wilmer Font was a scrub in the KBO after the Mets let him go. Like we can't we can't compare Rub. these guys. Okay, relax. They're a perfect game. Sick. <laughs> we but, can't but compare you, these guys point. to Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill again was an MVP yes. candidate two years but, ago. Granted, it's gonna are... give up. It's gonna take a Vientos, a Mauricio. No, I'm not it's gonna not. say Alex Ramirez. It's, it's not. gonna take a name. I promise you it won't. And know. here's why. And here's why. Because the car if you're the Cardinals. And you're now motivated to move him. You're moving him as an expiring contract fourth outfielder. You're not bringing him back. No. So I mean, he doesn't want to be back, probably. Right. So where's the value in him now? Where is the, the value contract- in his numbers? Right, but where's the contractual value? I mean, it's like the same thing with, with go to a different sport. It's like Aaron Rodgers. What value does he bring to the Packers? Nothing. He said he's not playing another snap for your franchise, and he's a Hall mm-hmm. of Famer. I mean, Tyler O'Neill is not a Hall of Famer. I understand. I understand. But what, but the there's point so much to get some sort of value. Sure. Until you hit that line, where it's get the value you can get now or get nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's about being realistic with yourself. I got it. You know, if by, let's say by July. I got it. Hold on. Let's say let's say by July, Carlos Carrasco is a three seven five four ERA. We're going somewhere past. You know he's not coming back, mm-hmm. and you have Peterson and McGill both shoving in the rotation. We have very let's, similar paths here. So, so let's say it's July first. You know, right. I'm. I told you I'm more on the pessimistic side of the Verlander injury. Yeah, I don't care for your thought process because it scares me. But yes. But so let's say it's July 1st. He's back from his rehab. Let's say they give, let's say he's not, he's out until May. He rehabs for a month in June, comes back July 1st. Carlos Carrasco has a four ERA, Mm -hmm. serviceable and good. Mm -hmm. Definitely has its worth. But you're not demoting Peterson or McGill because they're both shoving. Sure. Are you going to demote one or are you going to trade Carrasco? You trade Carrasco because then also sheds 18 million. Okay. So now you trade Carrasco. It's not like the Mets are going to be like, well, we need a legitimate prospect. You know, a legitimate, like a, a dependable number four or five starter on a playoff team. We want mm-hmm. a legitimate prospect. No. He is a he is a contractual nothing. Mm-hmm. He's on the end of a, of a deal. And you know you're not bringing him back. Everyone in baseball knows you're not bringing him back. He knows he's not coming back. So there's no value in it. Because if right. you hold on to him until August 1st, you're now getting nothing for him. Sure. When on July 31st, you could have at least gotten a chance. A chance at something. Mm-hmm. You know, and those lottery tickets most oftentimes don't pan out. No. But some of them do. Yeah. You know, whether they're Fernando Tatis, Jordan Alvarez, you know, guys like that. Sure. And granted, I'm not saying the Mets need to trade the next Jordan Alvarez for Tyler O'Neill. And I'm glad we got into this because I wanted to. I wanted to get into this whole Tyler O'Neill thing. Oh, I know you did. I know but, you did. But if you're the Mets, you're not gonna have to give up much because it. Because right now, the worst kept secret in baseball about upcoming free agency is probably that Tyler O'Neill won't be a Cardinal. I mean, there's still at least Especially people after who, this, yeah. You know, and there's still people who believe Shohei will be an Angel again. Those people you know, are adorable. Right, but I mean, they, they make convincing points. He he is not outwardly said he's not going back. He stated how much he enjoys Los Angeles. Now he wants to negotiate with them. Look, he's still under contract. He kind of has to. Right. Like I say, this what? place stinks. Right, but he hasn't outwardly said, I want to test the waters. Jacob DeGrom came into camp on a year with the World Series aspirations. And was like, hey, by the way, fuck you guys. <laughs> I mean, Otani clearly yeah. could have come in. Otani could have came into camp and said, you know, I understand the talent I am. I'm going to test the waters. I want to see what's out there. He hasn't said that. So right now, the worst kept secret in That's baseball about the upcoming offseason is Tyler O'Neill will be leaving the Cardinals. So if you're the Cardinals, you're either letting him walk for nothing or you're getting something. Yeah, especially I mean, if shit. a team can offer you an actual picture because their pitching staff stinks to the high heavens. 
if the Mets offer them Steven Nagosik. If they trade Tyler O'Neill for a reliever, that entire front office should be fired. But is that worse than letting him walk for nothing? If that is your best offer. I mean, <laughs> if you're the Cardinals and you're hell and, and you know he's not coming back, you just take the best offer. Even sure, the best but offer sucks. I, I'm I'm still gonna, I'm I'm gonna find a very give hard a qualifying to offer. I'm, maybe I'm gonna find it very hard to believe that the best right, they can right, get maybe the ghost was the wrong idea is a middling reliever that's so all I mean on the brink of being demoted again. So let's say the Mets offer Jose Budo. A little bit better. It's better. He's a maybe he's a maybe projectable starter, good 40 depth. That probably won't turn into a legitimate start. Yeah. I I still think it takes but more. If he's but... The, but if he's the best offer, he's on paper looking at the exact numbers, yes, Tyler O'Neill should get a good return. Sure. But if he's basically like, fuck you guys, I'm like if he pulls an Eric Cartman, he's like, fuck you, I'm going home. <laughs> like, what what are you what are you gonna do? Well, if it's, he's going like, home, it's like, then it's gonna be a blue jay. Sure. But like if, if but like it's like the Packers, you know, at a certain point, there is a line in the sand of, of a point of being stubborn and being and holding to what you believe is a detriment. Right. You know, I'm sure the Broncos would have loved to have kept Von Miller forever. But he got him a second round pick. That's better mm-hmm. than nothing. Yeah. You know, and, that's, and, and that is the ultimate point with situations like this is it's better than nothing. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there are times in 2021, the Rays were thinking to themselves. You know, maybe we should have kept a veteran who's been around the block a time or two like Rich Hill around. That's good to have in a young clubhouse going to the playoffs. You know what? They got something for him. That's better than nothing. Yeah. So, I think it's something the Mets should be all over. Oh, without question. This has been a very long-winded conversation for it, but they should absolutely be all over it. In fact, and I think it's something I'll, every I'll take, team in I'll, baseball. I'll even take one step further. I'll even take it one step further. If they haven't even made the call yet, shame on the Mets. Shame I mean, on the Mets if, if they haven't made the call yet. I love Mark Hanna. He's another guy. Love Mark Hanna. I hope he does well no matter what. However, if I can get Tyler O'Neill, I'll take Tyler O'Neill because we've seen his potential. Mark Hanna on his best day is not Tyler O'Neill. And now, if you get O'Neill and you keep Canna, Canna as your fourth outfielder, Tommy Pham as your fifth outfielder, now you're cooking. Now you're cooking. And quite frankly, that kind of, as much as the guy is, is a hit-by-pitch magnet and steals 75 bases every time he's on the field, it would eliminate the need for Tim LaCastro because Tyler O'Neill also fat as, fast as hell. So, I don't know. Again, something that they should look into. They should probably make that call. They, they definitely should. And again, you now give yourself, if you trade from May 20th, You've given yourself a head start on trying to work something out. Sure. And that's that's important. He's gonna be that 30 is... next year. He's probably not gonna be that expensive of an extension. If you, you can get, the... get four for 70. I'll say four years, 60 million. Yeah. Probably gets it done. Probably. But now I let's look forward. We look forward. So the home opener it was supposed to be today. It was supposed to be rained out. I will give the Mets one thing. There has been a drop of rain. Not a drop. That the Mets had a taxed and emptied bullpen and did not get the news on Narvaez until probably a half an hour before first pitch was scheduled for. Right. So kudos to the Mets being worried. That it and was I rain. will say. Did you think? What? Were you going to go? Oh, yeah. You going tomorrow? No. I'm working. Um, regardless. Job can't be that important. Regardless. When you're looking at, at the weather report the day before, and we saw that there was an 80% chance of thunderstorms at 2 p.m., we kind of figured it was going to get canceled. But, again, not a drop. It was 80 degrees and sunny for most of the day, which is... So goddamn disappointing. I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> but the bright side, like you said, people get an extra day of rest, maybe, you know, that extra day of sleeping in their own bed and you get you, you you're rested, you're motivated, and hopefully you kick Miami's ass tomorrow and the day and the next day and the next day. Right. And you you have resolution on this Narvaez thing. Yeah. And I think that alone is if they don't right. start Alvarez, it's gonna be a bad it's I'm gonna be annoyed. They're not going to. It's already been reported they're starting Nito. I maybe it'll be the DH. Maybe, but you know, I think it's it's fine for the Mets. They needed it, especially considering yeah. how taxed the bullpen was. Yeah, you know, with yeah. Some that really like short garbage. starts in Milwaukee. They looked like garbage. And I mean, I think a big John Curtis are great though. I mean, I think an important thing that's going to run to the radar. Is you get you know guys like Curtis Reyes, Nagosik, Smith, guys you can ask to go multiple innings that you've had to a lot already. They're getting them an extra day, mm-hmm. so in theory everyone's a full go for tomorrow. If not, maybe not Curtis, but you should have a fully, fully rested bullpen. Yeah, and I do want to point out, I think Dennis Santana has looked pretty good. I I agree. I, I would agree. Pretty surprised by the pickup. Yeah. He was a guy that that's always had decent stuff, but was has been able to locate and small sample size, but looks solid. He's, yeah, no, he's he's looked good so far. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying throw him in the eighth inning, but in his role, he's done a good job. Right, and I think the stuff has looked good enough. You see, he's a guy you can trust in a leverage spot in the sixth inning. You know, you can throw him in the Drew Smith category. Sure, I mean Drew Smith is elite, but yeah, I would agree. I'll never give it up, so don't worry about that. Gonna be brutal when he walks in free agency this year. He gets a minor league offer somewhere. Oh, maybe he'll go to the KBO. Oh, relax. It's not going to the KBO. Well, this is a great way to segue into a segment we're gonna do that I didn't even tell you we're gonna do. Oh. <laughs> we're gonna give three overreactions. Oh, great. Okay. Because there's nothing Mets fans are better at. Than yes. overreacting. Yes. All right. Okay. Who's going so first? I, I, I'll go first. Okay. Because I got a great one in the chamber. Max Scherzer is washed. Yes. 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 That is my first overreaction. Max Scherzer yes. is washed. Fantastic. It's. I mean, that's that's hit the nail on the head. You took mine. I mean, that's that's my goodness. Um. It's a lost season. The same one. It's a lost season. Overreaction. That's not an overreaction. I texted you that the other day. It's seven games in. It's it's about feeling out the vibes and the energy so far. No, no, no. no. Listen. You can get bad energy this this quickly. Having bad energy or getting the bad vibe and saying it's already a lost season, different things. Fair. That's like saying Max Scherzer looked bad. Or Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer is, is bad. Yeah, different I, things. I got a good number two for you. Okay. We spent all winter telling ourselves the Mets got better. The Mets got better. The Mets got better. They got significantly worse. Hmm. And I will say, on a serious note, I don't think their bullpen depth is as good as I had hoped. It's hard for me to judge that because we anticipated the depth. With Montes Diaka being there and with Edwin Diaz being there. And Coonrod. And, and Coon, exactly. But the depth is in the cases of these guys get hurt. I'm a little underwhelmed with it. I think Dennis Santana has looked good. You know, Chris has looked good. If Denny Reyes comes up and he's a suitable long man in that Trevor Williams role, then I got no qualms. So yeah. I'll take this back in a month. Sure. But until then, I think their bullpen depth is worse than I thought it would be. My next one I heard on the radio, man, I, I love just listening to the atrocity that is the takes on sports talk radio from the callers. Steve Cohen is a bad owner and never spends the money in the right spots.
I have nothing to say. Yeah. Here's my last one. This one's okay. gonna hurt a little a little close to home. Eduardo Escobar. Mm. I'll turn on my mic for this one. Eduardo Escobar is currently the worst everyday player in baseball. Wow. I mean, no. But wow. I'll go to my favorite one. This is always my favorite one to bring up. Francisco Lindor is the worst contract in baseball. No one loves that more than you. Oh, man, do I love I'll look it. down at my phone and I'll see a like from the Twitter account because I have notifications on for the for the account. It'll be some shit about the worst contract. It's, it, I, I love it. Or it's, I or love it's it. a family guy meme. Because uh, Pete Alonso hits 40 tanks a year. I got to start running out that video of him dancing again. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, so we have Miami for three. Yeah. You have, like, regardless of talent, because you out-talent them, but just for, uh, to get, to rewrite the ship, you got to take two out of three. I think they should sweep. I mean, you've... Especially because you miss Alcantara, you miss Luzardo. Right, it's Rodgers, Cabrera. And then to be determined, I think, right? I believe it's not an outstarter. Yeah, still not announced. And so you have three Miami, three with San Diego. I mean, San Diego's only three and three to start. That's another thing. Like, if you look around the league, teams that are supposed to be the top teams, not all of them are performing. St. Louis just got swept. San Diego looks like dog shit. The Dodgers haven't looked all that great. It's like Houston lost. I think I think Houston lost two out of three to Detroit. It's like let's Philadelphia looks like trash. Let's I mean, calm it down talk, a little bit. No one, no one want to talk about Jacob Degrom's ERA. I mean, he just it's shoved still... his dick down Baltimore's throat. I, I, I think we can, t- we can, we can calm that one down. Did he? Did Six like innings, what? one run, eleven strikeouts. Probably give up like three. No, I'm not too sure about that. He had two, two runs, one earned. I have him on two fantasy teams. So I'm very aware of what his stat line was. He's got a five-five-nine ERA. Right, but he just cut it like in a third. Numbers are numbers. I don't believe in trends. <laughs> okay, is that another overreaction? I'm... <laughs> Let me have this. Um, but I, I tell myself, I put this out there earlier. I, I give myself ten days after one of my teams when it's the championship. Yeah, to be mad about anything sports related. I mean, I got till like Thursday. Still got another week. Are gonna be upset. We'll be fine. I'm not worried. Does, did Buck look worried? Did Buck look worried in that post game drip? I'm surprised oh. neither of us should have said they. Neither of us said they should fire Buck as our overreaction. Well, that's just ridiculous. Everything we said was ridiculous. <laughs> that's fair. But it's hard to say that the Mets spent poorly or any of that when. You know, sixty million of their whatever million per year is hurt. Yeah, and Verlander's going to be back, and everything will be fine. Uh, I'm not. But so, as always, in good fashion. Our hot takes for the series. I'll let you go first. Well, I, I think Thursdays work best for us recording now for a while. So, if we're really just going through next Thursday, probably. I'm say it's a five-win homestand for the Mets. They go five and one. I just. I think the Padres are too hurt in the rotation. They're starting multi-inning relievers. I mean, Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo won't be starting games for them in October. Lugo will look good in his first start. I'm just worried about the longevity of him being a starter because we've right. seen it. We've seen what happens. Right, and and that's what I'm saying is these guys won't be starters for them in five months. Mm-hmm. But they have, but because of injury and necessity, they are starters for them in April. So I'm going to say the Mets take. I'm going to say they sweep Miami, take two or three from the Padres. You know, and the, the Padres got knocked around by the Rockies a little bit. I'm not really, really sure what the team. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the vibes are in San Diego right now. So I'm going to say the Mets go five and one. Okay, all right, I like it. At that point, I don't think the season's over anymore, and they can commence playing regular baseball again. Um, 
I'll give a timely one just because I feel like one of us has to. And since you didn't, I will. I'll go. Um, by the time we record again, Alvarez is a multi home run game. So between the three games of Miami and with however many games against San Diego, in one of those games, he would hit two home runs. I like it. I feel good about that. I feel good about it. Now, granted, now that I said that, he'll go 0 for 20. Um, But it's just where I stand. And I don't think you should. You know, starting TBD two, three days out from the game is never a good idea. (laughs) Right. But, hey, who knows? So what's, what's the schedule actually look like? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, day off Thursday. Okay. All right. Well, it's nice how this one worked out for them. Yeah. All right. Well. That's all I got. That's everything. For Antonio Slater and Jack Ramsey, stay tuned for the giveaway. We'll be announcing that in the next couple of days or so, probably. Maybe tomorrow at the earliest. Hey, man, they're your tickets. You're in charge uh, of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calm down, everyone. Everything's going to be fine. In the words of Aaron Rodgers... R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Everything's going to be fine. Antonio Slater, Jack Ramsey. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, do the whole thing. Follow us. Don't follow us. I don't really care. Eh, Retweet the ticket giveaway if you have Retweet the ticket giveaway. You want tickets to June 17th? These are my tickets. Please take them. I don't want to go. I don't want to be a Tyler O'Neill revenge game. It could be a Tyler O'Neill revenge game, guys. What are we doing? What are we doing? Hey, hey. What are we doing? As always, all, all we're missing is, the, is a massive and massively oversized gold watch. Oh man, I have the, per- but I'm not gonna go. I have. I, I do have too. It's it's I, over I, there. I... <laughs> As always, LFGM.